Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. April 13, 1977, Tofield, Alberta, Canada. Charlie and his wife, Mavis McLeod, decided today that they will be installing a new septic tank on their rural property. The sky was clear, the sun was bright, and the temperature was a warm 64.4 degrees Fahrenheit or 18 degrees Celsius. A perfect day for such a project. Or so the McLeods thought. Two years prior, an old farmhouse on the other side of the large property became abandoned by its tenants. To the McLeods, this served as the perfect place to search an old existing septic tank for a pump. There's no need to buy a fancy shiny new pump if they could salvage one not in use. As Charlie removed the lid to this old septic tank, Mavis's eyes are quickly drawn to what looks like a gray wool sock. There was a brown shoe bobbing in the dark, murky septic tank. And worse yet, it looked like it detached to a leg. Any time before cell phones, the couple knew they had to call the police as quickly as possible. When Mavis reached her house, she frantically called the emergency line to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP. There's a body in the septic tank. In the small Canadian community of Tofield, there was a population of about 1,400 people in 1977. To say the crime rate was low would be an understatement. Everyone knew everybody, and more times than not, your door was left unlocked. All of that changed on this day. When the RCMP arrived at the abandoned farmhouse, They used empty ice cream pails to scoop out the murky septic tank liquid. The tank was 5.9 feet deep, or 1.8 meters, which took about an hour to clear. Finally, now at the bottom of the tank, there are human remains of a person. A person who is wrapped in a yellow blanket and tied up with a nylon rope. There was no ID found with the remains, and the sex of the body was not immediately known. 
RCMP labeled the unknown man as Septic Tank Sam. After a lengthy and thorough autopsy, the coroner found this person used to be a white or a native man, around 28 years old. I wish that was all they found. Prior to his death, the man had been tied to a bed and brutally beat almost to the point of death. Almost. He was burned with a butane torch, which is a tool that creates intensely hot flames of around 2,610 degrees Fahrenheit, or 1,430 degrees Celsius, and he was burnt with lit cigarettes. He was then sexually mutilated while still alive, before they ended his life with two gunshots, one in the head and one in the chest. He was then rolled up in the yellow bedsheet and tied with nylon rope before being dumped headfirst into the septic tank. At the time, the septic tank was partially filled with water. After his body was dumped into the tank, Quicklime was thrown into the tank in hopes it would dissolve the body by speeding up the rate of decomposition. However, when quicklime is mixed with water, it tends to slow the rate of decomposition by drying out body tissue. This resulted in the body being well preserved. A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, Is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to Season 2 of Proof wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask, did you kill Renee? As we deep dive into these chilling tales, we all need a moment of escape. A way to unwind without the shadow of the night creeping in. Here's where Recess Mood comes in. Crafted with real fruit and infused with mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing aptogens. Recess Mood is your guilt-free retreat. With just 20 calories, no added sugar. It's not just a sparkling water. It's a sanctuary and a can. Imagine unwinding during a gripping episode of Foul Play with a can of strawberry rose, or my favorite, raspberry lemon, letting the stress melt away without the aftermath of alcohol. It's my little secret to staying balanced in the chaos of a busy life. You deserve a healthier way to unwind, to recharge, and to prepare for the next journey into the unknown with foul play. And for the devoted foul play listeners, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash Shane to get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Several months to a year later, the McLeods would discover his remains. Now I should be telling you of how, with the little decomposition, the gender of the man was easily known. 
because of how so badly mutilated he was, it took the medical examiner months to determine that he was a male. The man had all of his teeth. In fact, there were signs of recent dental work and fillings. The medical examiner sent his dental fingerprint to over 8,000 dental practitioners in the Alberta area. However, no lead as to who this man was has come forward. You have probably noticed I keep referring to this person as the man. It's nothing against the RCMP for nicknaming him Septic Tank Sam. I get it. Oftentimes, it's easier to distinguish between unidentified John Doe's with a description that fits the crime scene. I like to think that this nickname was given early on in the investigation, with the assumption that his identity would be discovered, thus changing the name that he was going to be referred to. But that didn't happen. His identity remains unknown. For me, I know that no matter who this man was, he once was loved. He was. He is. He is valued. Calling him Septic Tank Sam reminds me of my days of being bullied in middle school, when kids would refer to me in a descriptive manner in order to embarrass me, to make me feel unimportant or unvalued. Consider it a personal preference for me, but I would like to call this man Sam. At Sam's time of death, he was wearing a blue Levi button-up shirt with a white t-shirt underneath and wallaby-type shoes. He was five foot six inches tall, right-handed, and either white or possibly native, about 28 years old. Putting his year of birth somewhere around the 1948 or 1949 era. The result of a bone exam and test suggests that he suffered from a serious illness around the age of five. The RCMP believed the man to be a laborer and possibly a transient. With how brutal he was treated by his killer, they believed that Sam knew them personally. Although Sam was probably not someone that lived around the area, the killer most likely was a local. The septic tank that belonged to the abandoned farmhouse had only been abandoned for two years when the McLeods discovered the remains. This case remains unsolved, and worse yet, Sam's identity also remains unknown. Did he fall victim to a random attack by a predator? Or did someone he knew decided to teach him a lesson. In my opinion, I believe that Sam knew the person responsible for his murder. This man is a very sick and evil individual, the urge to fulfill a fantasy, to not only overpower another person, but to take out his anger and pure hatred on his victim. The man responsible knew enough about Sam to believe that no one in the area would come looking for him and he probably assumed that his social status made him less of a person. Up until now, he was kind of right, you could argue. But now the world will know of Sam, and I can promise that although we may be unable to provide him with justice, we will at least be able to prove that the world cares.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.